I think we should kind of set up the whole thing first in case, you know, people might be kind of coming off the street and they don't necessarily know exactly about the chapter of the book. I, I definitely think you should kind of talk a little bit about that first. Should At least I do in that? my opinion. Introduce it. Okay, yeah, yeah, what, that'd be great. Do you, do you want to give it a shot? I want to see what, uh, what your take on it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll give it a shot. So, um, so pretty much the idea, well, so first of all, the, the currently the chapter actually is at the end of the book and a lot of, a lot of, you get a lot of kind of the, 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 you know, you get a lot of other information before you get to this chapter. And the kind of idea is that, you know, all that other information is important. It's great. But if you don't necessarily know how to implement it, then yeah. it's not it's not particularly useful. And so my understanding, you kind of took the, the, the idea of here's things that um, that you can use to start implementing some of these things and then. One of the things that I actually really enjoyed, really liked, I, I kind of read over the chapter again just to, 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 to refresh myself, was the idea of, um, you know, not everything you use all the time. You know, you have tactics, which you use whenever they come up. Then you have strategy, which you use, you know, like you use a little bit more often. I don't remember what the, the third one is, but it's kind of like levels of when you use principles. Them. Yes, principles. Thank you. When you use them often. Um, so the chapter resonated with me mostly because of kind of like a lot of the things that you were talking about is, is kind of like habits and kind of like laying the foundation for, for, for success. You know, um, part, we, we, we talked um, about it in the meetup last week um, in terms of, keeping yourself physically healthy, but just also, you know, it's just generally your habits, both your physical habits, you know, like learning, expanding your knowledge, you know, networking, interacting with, with people. It's just having that foundation laid out so that, you know, m leveraging the, the, the other topics of the book was, is what you call it, was easier. Um, I know we had that this kind of discussion about you, you, you know, about maybe putting it earlier in the book, but that's kind of the reason why I decided, hey, you know, maybe this would be the first thing to talk about because this is something that, you know, we kind of talk about in the industry, but not really, you know. Yeah. So, just wanted to talk about. It. Anyways, yeah, that's a great, great recap. Yeah, it's a fantastic recap. Okay, job done. Thank you, everyone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Wow. And you didn't even like. I didn't even like tell you tell you I was gonna ask you. Anyway, I just I just love uh, hearing about it from other point of view. Um, but yeah, you can see how like it's weird to put it at the front of the buzz. Um, I have to go through and set up all the context first, which is like thirty nine chapters of random shit, and then uh, but uh, uh, and and then I come I come in at the end with a really strong chapter, right? Um, but I think my reflection is like. Imagine you were handed the golden book of advice. Like maybe my book is like not the golden book of advice, but maybe someone else's book in book of advice. Can you convert that advice into results? Mm -hmm. um, and, and the chances are is, uh, you know, it's, it's no, because um, it's not really, you're not really lacking for advice. You're really lacking for systems to implement that effectively in your career, in, in your in your life, right? Like to to actually put things in, in action and follow through on them. It's not ideas, it's execution, it's not motivation, it's discipline. Um, and so like 
it's really sort of boring blocking and tackling stuff. But then uh, I felt like if I did not talk, um, then everything I everything else I talk about is a complete waste because, um, you know, like these, this that's the real sustainable advantage. Um, I think for sure I was very influenced by Atomic Habits. Like you can have all the fancy trading strategies that you want, but ultimately you know, your net worth is is a trailing indicator of your financial habits. Like, did you save enough? <laughs> and, you know, did you, uh, did you, uh, did you put, uh, did you pay down the interest rate on the things that you're supposed to pay down first before uh, chasing the, the the investment in other categories? Um, and I, I definitely feel like, you know, when people give high level career advice, they tend to overstep in terms of the, the, the high stakes, the very dramatic, the very flashy, the very sexy, or very smart sounding ideas. And there's just the boring, like eat your vegetables versions of the ideas isn't talked about enough when actually it is the predominant thing uh, to get right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I your, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. Oh, no. I see you also join on your personal. So um, I, I, I'm talking to two chads. <laughs> oh, yeah. One that's a duck and one that's an actual person. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, so I would, I, so I do agree with you, uh, but, and I mean, I guess it's, I, I, I try not to stay too much about the, on, on kind of like you're delivering the chapter as opposed to the chapter's contents itself. But, um, like, I do agree that, you know, like the, the, the thing that everybody's interested in, like you said, the gold, as you put it, is definitely the, the, what you call it, the, the, the flashy advice, the, you know, this is how you negotiate your salary. You know, these are the, the, the technologies that you choose as opposed to the, the eat your vegetables, as you call it, version is, you know, get up every day and code, get up every day and read tech, you know, tech news or get up every day and network, you know, specifically the phrase network, you know, where network is just kind of this bland you know instruction that you that everybody gives what you is know? network what are you supposed to do when people say like i'm gonna get up today and network what is that i have <laughs> no clue i just i say it all the time and then i sit down and it's like okay what am i supposed to do huh you know oh <laughs> uh, so, but so yeah, my, my version of that right is to learn in public right like and, and i know you know this so uh like it's weird to come to to reach out to like let's here's an unenlightened version of networking which is where you're just you're, you're going to go out there and you're going to look for some industry mentor and you're going to cold email them and say please can you be my mentor uh which is an unspecified job of indeterminate length for no money so good luck um <laughs> but if you learn in public you're 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 putting your interests out there your, pro your progress out there and people can help you in specific dimensions and you can build your network that way by building up assets of value that you exchange uh for for something else and, and i think i think that's a really positive some way to network and i highly encourage people to do that yeah no i definitely agree i definitely agree and i guess like that that's kind of like the going back to to the, the operating system of you is kind of like the 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 more kind of boring part you know because like that is something that you kind of have to do all the time you know it's the grind right like everybody is kind of trying to to tell you to grind but they don't necessarily tell you you know why it's important and they don't tell you that it gets boring i, well, I guess it's kind of implied that it gets boring but you know but uh, yeah like okay you know what i'm just going to say that i think anyways <laughs> 
You think yeah. what kind? What do you think? No, no. I was just like, I just, as I was thinking, I just kind of hit a roadblock in my head and I was just like, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's an action cancellation. You know, when you're playing fighting games and you're doing something and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, you that's see? on the path I want to go down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there's two things. One is, is like, you know, keeping going through the daily grind, um, having good habits, letting them compound. Um, part of that is, you know, your physical body. Part of that is your mental, um, uh, your mental storage space, you know? So, uh, we talk about sleep. We talk about uh, building a second brain, and then the third section is uh, building a scheduler, uh, which is how do you take on uh, multiple tasks and multitask, prioritize them, and then try not to drop any tasks. I, I think that's a very foundational skill. You can all talk about that. Uh, but the last bit I I really like, which is to keep your kernel alive, which is the the pro- process zero, pro- the the kernel that uh, the process that schedules other processes and. Uh, for me, like, or for for most developers, that is some some t- concept of drive, right? Um, if you lose your drive, you burn out. And I think uh, something that maybe a lot of people don't discuss is like, yeah, like there's a lot of burnout in the industry, and that's kind of game over. Like, um, when you talk about the differences between lasting in this industry five years versus fifty years, like, it's basically like, do you have a love for programming? Do you have a reason that you that you do what you do? Um, and I, I I I I think I tend to try to remind people that it is not about chasing money um it's not just about chasing money money's good but uh there, there can also be a higher purpose to to the things that we work on uh i definitely agree um and i guess kind of going down the, the it's not about chasing money it's not so i guess my thing is it's less about you want to chase the thing that interests you you know what I mean? Like, I, and I think that's kind of something that, like, especially in the industry, we do a really good, we, we, we do a really good job of telling people that these are the things that are important and kind of pushing out the things that they are interested in. You know, yeah. so say, you know, like, for instance, you're just a front end dev and you, you love doing UI UX. You know, but everybody just kind of convinces you that UI UX is not the thing to do. And by the way, I'm just picking this because probably <laughs> because I'm most related to it, not necessarily the situation, but just the, the... anyways. Um, but yeah, like this is your thing, but everybody tells you, oh, you really need to get into the, the cloud, into, you know, something else, right? Like into backend engineering and you do that and you get good at it you know but it's not the thing like that will eventually lead to burnout as well like it's really at least my understanding of burnout is really when there's kind of like the reward that you're getting for the actions that you're doing don't match with the rewards that you want you know it's probably a bad description of it but yeah like you know, what you're getting versus what you actually want, if those things don't align and they don't align for long enough, then, you know, you just, you just don't want to do it anymore. You're not getting properly rewarded yeah. for the, for the things that you're doing. Yeah. That's, um, that's the burnout uh, phase. Uh, I, I feel like I had, I have more to share there, but I always like to turn into a discussion, you know, um, where this, this is an open discussion. If people want to, raise their hands and, and talk about, you know, any of these concepts, like uh, the from the physical to like the brain stuff to uh, scheduling and to burnout, we can always have that open. <laughs> I, I actually got some feedback from one of my previous spaces that 
Apparently, people can't really raise their hands until they're invited. I'm not sure how this works. Uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily yeah, sure but... either. Um, like yeah. usually, so like you have a request button. Um, for for people yeah, yeah, that yeah. are new to Spaces, you have the request button, and then that will tell tell us that you're you want to come up, and then we can bring you up, and then you can like raise your hands and stuff like that. I also want to kind of point out, I, I forgot to, to to say this, but we have a link as well for a Slido. So say, for instance, Ooh. you actually do have a question and you don't want to necessarily come on stage, um, it's you can go to the Slido and just ask your question there. I'm monitoring that. So the link to the Slido, if you notice that there's a tweet at the top of this space, <laughs> we call it Jumbotron, um, you, the tweet has that link to that Slido. Ah, there it is. Uh, test question, anonymous. Yeah, that was there me. That was me. Oh, you see, you're, you're, it's anonymous. You're supposed to not let anybody know. All oh, right, right, right. <laughs> okay, whoops. <laughs> yeah, so uh, feel free to do that as well. But yeah, this is this kind of an open-ended question. Even though spaces are ne not necessarily, I guess you kind of have to cultivate that. But yeah, this is an open-ended space. So if you have any questions, feel free to, to, to jump up. And and ask them. Just ask them however you want. Like even feel free to to to, to tweet at the tweet, and yeah, I'll monitor they just that added as well. This uh, new chat feature in uh, uh in in Twitter, so we can try that out. Um, okay, so maybe I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing. One thing. I one thing I wanted to offer is uh, you know, I think that um. There's an there's a, there's an image that I think you said in your recap uh, resonated with you a lot, which is that we have principles, strategies, and tactics. Right? We talk about um, the, the the sort of three levels of quote unquote applications that we that we offer or that we that we think about. Principles are always on. Are you still there? I feel like Sean. Has... Yeah, like so strategies are like big apps. Oh. You you constantly run them, right? And you and you're always you're, all your data's in them, so you take your time to choose. It's like Slack or Discord, Notion or OneNote, Figma or Sketch. It's kind of like a, a big bigger decision. But tactics are like utilities. So they're they're sort of one off. You you pick them up when you need them and you drop them when you're done. Um so and I really like one of the big breakthroughs was really seeing that it's aligned to your job, strategies aligned to your career. And principles align to human life, um, and that's kind of the individual scale at which each of these things operate. And to me, that was like when I when I realized that, I was like, oh, okay, each of these things apply on different time scales. And part of the joy of being human is, or, or having operates, you kind of have to operate all of these things at once. Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, never really. I mean, I kind of have thought about it, but not necessarily to that level. Of you know, you like you said, you know, the utilities are the things that you pick up really quickly and you leverage really quickly, and then you know, like it's I just never thought about it in that kind of time scale. That I, I thank you, I really yeah, appreciate. I'm really happy this is recorded. Yeah. I'm gonna write it down. In, in, in general, like I, I actually feel like there's a lot of things we can steal from computer science to um, run like the rest of our lives because. It's uh, and this is this is a not a new thing. There's a there's a book called Ergo by that tries to take a stab at this but i think it doesn't go far enough um like one of the things that i did not end up writing about was how we do hyper parameter tuning for machine learning um and it turns out that there is a parameter that you can tweak to 
essentially say how excited you should be by progress. Like if you make some progress, how much more, how much more aggressive should you be? Um, I think it's the alpha parameter, but I mean, it doesn't really matter what you call it. Um, and uh, if you tune it too high, if you tune it higher, you'll learn faster because you, if you have an, if you try something, you have an initial bit of success, then you're like, okay, screw it. I'm going to do 10 X more, whatever I just did. And then you're like, okay, I have, I have like 20 X more success. All right. I'm going to put hundred X more than I just, whatever I just did. And then you, and you find that there's a, you usually converge on a sort of a local or global minimum. Um, minimum is a good thing in, in machine learning. Um, and, and, but I also find like, you know, there's some, gradients in which you can overshoot by being too excited about stuff and uh, the fact that you, you have this result in machine learning that you can apply to normal human learning is actually fascinating so i, I feel like you know basically what i want to do is like take computer science learnings and apply them as analogies to life so i don't know if i lost you there <laughs> no 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 i'm so i'm trying to kind of imagine that as well and like no, I'm just kind of, I'm listening. I, I'm trying, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Some of it did go over my head. A little bit, but It's very theoretical. I feel I need but, to draw it out. But like at the same time, that's the point of podcasts or like, you know, Twitter spaces. You can just mouth blog the, the stuff that you don't dare to write down because it's not fully. <laughs> right. And then not only that, you can kind of get people's opinions yeah. on it. So like. I would, so my immediate thought is that like, yeah, you kind of, you want to tune that, but I would also say you're not going to necessarily get it perfect, you know, and it's just kind of like about being constantly improving or, or, you know, like, so you don't want to, you don't want to chase perfection because you chase perfection and you're never going to get anything done. Whereas it's like, this is kind of good enough for now. And then when you either have time or when you want to, at, at some event, you decide to, to, to make improvements, right? And yeah. the, 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 the thing is, you want to make improvements, you know, but you, you, you don't want to make improvements often too much. And you don't want to make improvements too little, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so we have a principle, right? Um, good enough is better than best. Uh, stop looking for things that are best because uh, that involves obsessing over benchmarks, caring what influencers think, keeping up with everything new. And when you when you obsess with good enough, you turn from the external facing point of view to the internal facing point of view. You focus on what you need done. You focus on what you need, you know well, and you focus on what you enjoy. And once you hit good enough, move on. And I feel like that's a fundamentally healthier way of life, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely agree. Uh, we you have know. a question. Um, oh. So thanks for so whoever submitted that Slido. Uh, that is our first submission. So uh, we do have a Slido pinned to the top of the uh, thingy. The space? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Twitter, Twitter should just build this. Instead of ship building like co-tweeting or, um, or like the hot take reaction button or whatever that is, uh, which I'm also very kind of miffed that I didn't get, but whatever. I, it, it's, <laughs> it's, just real, it's just like a really weird feature. Nobody wants to run that company going on there's no adults supervision going on in, in, in that company uh, so the question is what are your favorite calendar favorite calendar hacks do you have any chat um uh, i don't know so okay i guess let me think um man because my whole calendar strategy is i don't even know if i want to call it a hack but like so <laughs> something that i do is that like i will make a calendar event I don't know if it's a hat, but I'll make a calendar event and I, I always make the calendar, I always make the event also happen like at 8 a.m. 
in the morning so that you know my day starts and it's like oh okay i have this stuff. this is the stuff that i want to do today and then it will tell me obviously when the event is going to actually happen and so i set an alarm on my phone for that time but i set it for the for 10 minutes before and then i just hit the snooze button i don't know if that's helpful but <laughs> but yeah. like it i i'm just like it i i very rarely miss meetings because of that whole setup you know like so yeah. you know yeah, that's, I don't that's, know that's, that's super smart. Um, you know, I, I want to offer the operating systems analogy, right? Uh, which, is, which is amazing. We, for someone like me, I, you know, I never really did an operating systems course. But I just like, I pulled up, uh, so I watched some lectures and I pulled up some uh, texts on that and, and just read the, the basic you know, overview of stuff. There are scheduling algorithms for processes. Um, and it, and it, and one of these, uh, I wish I could show an image here. I can't really show an image. So there the are three, the three main things that you want to, you want to have, right? You want to have a single source of truth to store all the queues that you're, uh, all the, all the, the task queues that you're accumulating. Um, you want to be able to prioritize. So you need, uh, some kind of garbage collection slash planning, uh, period. And then you need to batch, uh, work. So you reduce context switching. Um, so, uh, the first algorithm is um, basically just process scheduling queues. And, and uh, I'm just going to read from this slide. It says, process migrates among the queues throughout its life. So um, I have an image here of like what a CPU does to, to do scheduling or what an operating system does to do scheduling. It has a ready queue and IO queue, um, and, and it waits for child execution, and it waits for interrupts. Um, and those are like analogous to the types of things that can come into and out of our, uh, our operating system. And the the next the next task that I think is really interesting, there uh, most job pool systems have a long term scheduler versus a short term scheduler. Um, so you can you have a long term storage of jobs. You pop some off into a ready queue for your CPU, which is you to process that, and that goes from long term to short term. And once your short term scheduling is done, you put the put it back into uh, either you either you, either you exit or if you can't finish it, you put it back into a waiting queue. Um, that's just that's such a really good analogy for the stuff that you have to do long term versus short term, and to to manage it really well. Um, there's there's more than that. Uh, there's there's like other decisions. There's other ways to decide about uh, scheduling. Um, so, for example, you can design by requirement. You know, your scheduling criteria. You want to maximize CPU utilization, and you want to maximize throughput. In other words, you want to maximize you know the the amount of resources that you're that you're utilizing, and you want to maximize the the amount of work that you're doing. You want to minimize turnaround time. You want to minimize waiting time. You want to minimize response time. In other words, like when people rely on you, you want to have your operating system work in such a way that they get a response in some kind of minimum SLA. Um, all of these are just like very reasonable requirements if, to design for, but because we don't really design our own operating system, we the emergent property is that well, sometimes I take two months to reply to an email because uh, <laughs> you know because I'm still working on this. Uh, but I think having like desirable properties and then working backwards on scheduling algorithm is uh, can really help. There are uh, there's a there's a whole like library of uh, of them. Uh, I'm just going to read some out uh, for people to search. There's round robin, round robin scheduling, uh, shortest job first, shortest remaining time, priority scheduling, first come first serve, and then the most complex one, which is multi-level queue scheduling. Um, those are the, the, in terms of my sort of research, those are the scheduling algorithms that I that I researched. I don't know. Does does any of those appeal to to you? <laughs> um, 
it's, it's kind of hard for me because I'm trying to imagine like literally the process. And it, as you were mentioning, like you have a lot of the kind of images. I'm trying to yeah. imagine yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. the processes. It's kind of awkward um, for audio only medium. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll tweet it out and then I'll I'll, uh, I'll attach it to the. the I was about to say the same thing. I was about to say the same thing. It's just like um, uh, okay, yeah. Anyway, no, go ahead. So, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just like you know, I I I think like whatever this is, like we should research the. Like scheduling, the, the philosophy of scheduling or the algorithms of scheduling are not limited to CPUs, are not limited to operating systems. Like mm-hmm. we could just use them for ourselves. Why why don't we use them for ourselves? That seems right. <laughs> that seems weird. Um. So so yeah. I mean that, that's my central assertion, and and I I've been researching this for a while. Um. I've got like one more, but if no one. You know, and obviously, if anyone has like comments on on uh, scheduling systems that work for them, uh, you can jump on in. Um, so, you know, you want to work on all these um, uh, prioritization. Uh, there's a really good article from Sarah Jasner. Um, it's basically on prioritizing how how she works on that. She used to be my boss at Nullify, and she says, uh, lately I've been working on grouping similar tasks. For example, meetings should happen in succession because it's easier for for me to jump from one to another than it is having an hour in between. I'm more keen to communicate with others on Monday when I'm getting the lay of the land towards the end of the week. My energy is higher if I'm dedicated to coding, especially if I have allotted uninterrupted time. So essentially what she's telling you is like she's observed herself, what she prefers to do during the week. And then she's allocated her calendar accordingly. And I saw that I worked with her, uh, I worked for her. And uh, Thursday was her time blocked day to, to work on individual projects. And Monday was the was meeting day. Um, and I, I definitely think some some of the batching actually uh, helps with scheduling because of uh, context switching and also adapting your own tasks to whenever you feel like you you're most accompl- you know you're most attuned to uh, finishing them. So um, I thought it was really useful. Uh, the the article I think is cssstricks.com/prioritizing. Uh, still one of the best prioritizing articles I've ever read. Um, I, I should be tweeting this out, but like, wh- where do I where do I attach it? Do I attach it? Here? Uh- so when you tweet something, uh, okay. it's weird. When you tweet something, you have to go and then you click the share button in the tweet. And one of the uh, one of the options is yeah. um this space, and yeah. then you you'll be able to put it up in the in the, the jumbotron. But right. it's funny that you mentioned that because there is an actual question here that was talking about oh. how do you keep from changing focus too quickly. And I think you kind of did a good job of of you know kind of talking about that to be quite honest with you like i I would even go as far as to say that's something that i kind of struggle with even though to be fair uh i'm actually fairly good at context switching but i never i i really think about my week i'm i'm like the 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 furthest i'll go is kind of like my my day like i I'll just kind of organize my day in a sense. And I don't necessarily organize my entire week in terms of my level of energy throughout the week. Oh, you yeah. know, it's just always this, uh, this assumption that my, le- my level of energy is going to be the same unless an event happens, you know? The so, most opinionated advice I've been given. So, you know, now that I'm a manager is uh, it, it's weird to have opinions on day of the week. Like what you should do on the day of the week. It's it, like should it be the same as Friday. Uh, obviously not, because like Friday you're like kind of close to the weekend. Um, but they're like schedule your one on ones earlier in the week because if you need to bump them, you can bump them later and it's still the same week. 
And I'm like, wow, <laughs> to have such strong opinions on this, this is, uh, is pretty special. Um, so I, I think, I think like that's, that's definitely true. Like uh, we have Fridays at Airbyte uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that can be really helpful. Um, and yeah, just scheduling focus time for shipping uh, long projects and then scheduling, scheduling meeting times together, I think definitely uh, is very useful for, uh, for batching. Um, no, I definitely yeah. agree. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off. Well, uh, calendar. There was there was one person saying calendar hacks, right? I, I I think I would be remiss if I didn't mention the ultimate calendar hack. If you do a lot of external meetings, um, you should use Calendly. Uh, I use SavvyCal, which is a Calendly competitor. It's basically the same price, same. Uh, it's got slightly different features. Um, it's got slightly nicer design, and it's by Derek Reimer, uh, who is an indie hacker. So I just choose this an indie hacker that I know compared to a four billion dollar giants um but yeah i think the the stigma around canonly has has kind of gone away despite what uh, some venture capitalists mentioned um and it really saves time scheduling you know with the with the email ping pong of like what time available here are three times that might work for you you know um so yeah that i guess you know as far as as far as hacks go i think that's a that's a big one yeah, I definitely agree. I def which is funny, I don't even use it as much. It's something I've seriously been contemplating, mostly yeah. because I had a lot of people kind of reach out. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like, so something I also, which I actually struggled with, I would also kind of like, kind of having just one place to view your entire calendar. So yeah. like, if you have like a personal calendar, because you may have a work email, like that is also... A, a big deal as well just so that you know you don't kind of you know schedule something when you just simply couldn't see that you had another event even if it's just like like i have two calendars now one for work and then one for my personal thing and for whatever reason it just says busy it doesn't say the actual event but you know that that that, that definitely has been like a, oh, a, can, a big help as well the, you can tweak that in the settings um so yeah, I have it set up so that uh, my personal reflects onto my work, and yeah, I try to try to manage. Sometimes I get double booked, which is very annoying, but um, I, I I mean it kind of works. I, I wish Gmail would make it more native, because um, sometimes I have like two other lesser lesser used emails for business stuff, and sometimes those have calendar events, and, <laughs> and it starts to break down after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, okay. go ahead. Uh, calendar hacks. Well, well, so there's there is an app called Cron. I think it's Cron.com. Um, it's a it's one of those YC sort of superhuman for calendar apps. I haven't personally used it, but if uh, I just want to mention it because it, it always is in a, in the mix when someone else is um, talking about this. Oh, it looks like they got acquired by Notion. Oh, not too long ago, last uh, last month. Interesting. Oh, that is either positive or negative. They didn't, they didn't mention the price. Interesting. <laughs> that's, like, that's, yeah. that's like the exact the, the exact same as I don't know how to feel about this. It's an, it's an IDK, but like, you know, if, if they were, yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, I, I think, I, think I, I applaud them for trying. I think uh, there are a lot of people uh, also trying to do AI scheduling for, uh, for your calendar. So like if you just plug, plug it in, they, they will try to find the best slots for you and optimize your meetings. Uh, I haven't really heard from anyone who's used that uh, positively, but I think um, you know there, there are all these people trying to do time block planning for you. I tried AkiFlow for a while, which is a really good uh, time block planning app. Um, mm -hmm. It was just a bit too resource intensive for me, and I've given them that sort of performance feedback. Um, uh, okay, um, 
I, I wanted I wanted to throw before we get off this calendar hacks thing because there, there's been a couple other questions that came in on the Slido. Uh, before we get off the calendar hacks thing, uh, I wanted to go through what I got from Cal Newport. Uh, so for those who Cal Newport is fairly famous. So it, I, first of all, I find this uh, his distribution strategy very interesting. He very famously does not use social media, um, but uh, he just he just like writes really good content and then lets other people on social media tell others about him. So I feel like in doing this on this space, I'm kind of doing his bidding. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it's just a good idea. So I'm I'm just gonna share it. Um, so uh, he he has a podcast. Uh, so Cal Newport is the is a computer science professor, but also an author. Uh, he wrote Deep Work, which uh, a lot of people know him for. Um, and he has a podcast called Deep Questions where he goes a little bit more into uh, the ideas behind his book. By the way, every book should have a podcast. Every book should have a community because then you can engage more with the ideas. It makes your reading much more worthwhile. Um, that's, why, that's why I do this community thing. Um, but anyway, so um, he, actually he actually came up with a genius implementation of uh, how to get control of your time, right? If, if like, I think a lot of the scheduling comments and ideas, especially the stuff that we just said, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've read articles like these and like, I, you know, I, not, my life hasn't really materially changed because I don't really have uh, a game plan to implement them in my life. And so he gave it a, he gave it a shot. Um, he actually did uh, a Dave Ramsey style list of baby steps, um, like a seven step plan to get control of your, of your life. Um, and I think this is episode 184 for people who want to listen to it. I have it clipped on my own mixtape if you want to go to Swix mixtape or you can go to his podcast. Uh, but I'll just give you a preview for those listening uh, of this because I just thought it was so good and I thought it was so well matched the, the scheduling analogy that we're setting up for the operating system of you. Um, and I just, I cannot think of anything better because uh, he even sequenced it correctly. All right, so let me, let me just get into it and then we'll, we'll talk about the meta. So the first step uh, out of seven is time block planning. Give every minute a job, right? Like um, it's no use piling up tasks in your to-do list um, because you don't ever have a plan for when you're actually gonna do it. So you're just gonna accumulate a giant backlog of to-do list. You're gonna feel guilty about yourself and then you're gonna eventually start over and have a new list because your, your old list uh, filled up with too much. Um, so time block plan is basically saying, use your calendar as your to-do list. I have about this that uh, I, can, I can go back and pin, but um, I think it just makes a lot of sense. Like um, if you don't have a plan for uh, setting aside time to do a thing, then you don't have a plan to do it at all. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, which is like super brutal, right? Like I, I just like, I mean, it's a lot of work, but I'll, I'll put things like read, you know, article on in like a five minute, 10 minute block on my calendar. And like, that would actually work. Um, I'm pinning it now to the, to the, to the channel. If for those who have never heard of time block planning, uh, he has a book, I think he's called timeblockplanner.com. Uh, if you like to, it, you know, every productivity influencer eventually sells you a journal of blank pages, right? It, whether it's the bullet journal guy, whether it's like the, you know, the time block planning guy, everyone's like, how can we sell you a book of blank empty pages and make you pay like 23 bucks for it? Um, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's worth it. <laughs> um, it Good it's not, I mean, it's not really about, you know, obviously it makes more money elsewhere, but uh, I just think it's funny, like uh, in, the, in the evolution of influencers, like eventually you shall grow up to either sell your own burgers if you're Mr. Beast or you shall sell your own productivity planner. Um, so, so that's the first part of seven, which is time block planning. Uh, I think that that is a really good, uh, baseline to get into the habit of 
planning out your day consciously and um, making sure that you have space to do the, the things that you sign up to do and to drop or schedule elsewhere elsewhere and uh, the things that you don't have time to do. Uh, then the second thing is to set up task boards. Uh, I think this is just Trello, uh, a bunch of Kanban boards. Uh, keep track of every task. And um, in other words, you need to stop drop, right? Like anytime anyone has, has any expectations on you or you sign up to do anything, needs to go somewhere. It needs to go on a trusted place. needs to go somewhere cross-platform that you'll see it and you'll, you'll address it. You won't just leave it hanging. Um, and for him, like what, what, what the value add for, for him uh, here was he actually gave suggestions on what passports to have because I think you can have way too many and that starts to be really um, uh, really, really unmanageable as well. So he has four. He has this week, his ambiguous, his major projects and he has waiting to hear back. And I like, I really like the last one, waiting to hear back, which means like, let's say I, I do a task this week um, I, and I'll do it. And usually it depends on someone else, right? Usually I'm like, I'm sending an email and I'm like, all right, you know, this is long-term projects and I'm done with it, goes off my board. And then like, let's say the other person drops my task. I don't have a process to, to go like, you know, two months later, I go like, hey, wasn't I, wasn't I supposed to get an email for this? And you know, stuff gets dropped and doesn't get done. So you move a task once you're done with it to uh, waiting to hear back column if if you're relying on someone else and I think uh, I think that's a that's a really fascinating system that uh, that sets this up uh, but you, you realize like this is the first time you start to intersect between long term planning and short term planning the time block plan is for your individual day and the long, the, the the task board is for your you know your week uh, plus minus you know two to three weeks um, and I think I think that makes a lot of sense in other words like you know, there, there are a lot of things where you cannot use your calendar as your to-do list because like, you don't, don't particularly have a, a, a time to do them when. Um, so you just uh, set up a task board. And, then, um, and, and, and when you do your weekly planning, that's when you move your task board into your, your calendar, your daily calendar, and, and you, you set aside that stuff that you sign up to do. Uh, that, makes, that makes just a ton of sense. I, I, when, I, when I looked at this, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, out of all the productivity systems that I've seen, like, all of them were too complex. I couldn't really keep up with them, but I can do these two steps. The third step is full capture. So for him, uh, and this is very much uh, a getting things done uh, GTD, which is uh, the sort of uh, manual of, of, the, uh, of the productivity industry. Uh, it's by David Allen. David Allen has a podcast where he airs the entire audio of his GTD workshops where people pay thousands of dollars to listen to it. And I've been kind of going through it. It's, it's, it's really, really super long, but his examples are super good. Um, and it's all free, so why not? Uh, if you want to, if you want to, if you're interested in getting things done, and who the hell is is not interested in getting things done? It's 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 such a fantastic name. I wish I thought of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, third step is full capture. Um, by the end of every day, every obligation has to be out of your head in a trusted system. What are your trusted systems? There are three trusted systems that he has. One is your email inbox. Two is your calendar. Three is your task board. It should nothing should exist in your memory. Because you, you, your memory is unreliable and you will forget. And, you, um, and, and so I, I, just, I just think like establishing this as a hard and fast rule is just such a good thing because then you have a clear mind to have your personal life, right? To, to enjoy yourself, to, to, to do, go do whatever because you can pick it up again when you, when you get back to work. But otherwise, how do you en enable work-life separation if you, you're thinking about work while you're still in the rest of your life? Like you need to unload. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of like a weird operating system thing where... You know, when you when you spin down your your container or whatever, you know, you want to you want to save your state, um, and I think those trusted systems are are super useful. Um, I'll go through the last four really quickly. Uh, four is your weekly plan. So going from daily to weekly, 
uh, at the beginning of each week, build your plan for the week, block time for your critical things and, and uh, make your daily time block plan. Uh, five is your st strategic plan. So now by, by, by stage four out of seven, uh, so let me recap the four. First is time block plan. Two is set up task boards. Three is full capture. Four is weekly plan. So by stage four out of seven, you should have your week in order. Like every week, you should have a plan for that week. You should um, you should uh, be be much at a much more productive phase in your in your in your life because you 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 are at least know you know what's going on. You're you're being proactive about your time. Um, five is your strength. Uh, setting your vision for your professional life. Um, on a quarter annual basis, five-year basis, 10-year, 20-year, 30-year, 40-year. Uh, and it that eventually feeds into your weekly plan. So this is much more strategic thinking. Uh, six is automate and eliminate. So this, like, he leaves the automation step all the way to the end. So basically saying, um, I will outsource it to an executive assistant if I want to. Uh, I will reduce the amount of context switching by trying to turn to batch stuff. Like this is stuff we talked about with Sarah Jasner. Uh, we'll say no to things that we've signed up for. And when I look at the totality of everything I want to do, this just is like priority number seven and I'm to it. So let's just not beat around the bush. I'm just going to say no to this, right? And leaving and stepping away from stuff is the most high leverage thing you can possibly do because that gives you more time to focus on the things that really matter to you. Um, and I, I, yeah, I mean, that, that is so brutal, but so clear. And then finally, seven uh, out of the, the, the seven step, uh, he says, go for it. Like basically, once you have control of your time, take more ambitious projects and big swings because... That's the that's the way to build a fantastic career. So, uh, what do you think? The seven step. Plan. Uh, no, that's pretty. So, um, I all right, to be, I was trying to kind of absorb as much of that as possible. Like, definitely, what was it for 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 me personally? I have the biggest issue with like I do. I I have a lot of things that kind of live in my head, and I try to put as much of it as I can in places as possible but to be quite honest a lot of it still kind of lives yeah. in my head same you know and so like definitely that's kind of the thing that resonated with with me the most um the second thing to be quite honest also is is kind of giving once you kind of have everything when you see like the priority of things that you have you know, no, you know, being strong enough to be like, look, this is just not going to get done. I can't get this done. <laughs> and to just freeing up your time because I'm definitely one of those people that will be like, you know, hey, can you do this? Yes. And I will grit my teeth. Yes. And do it anyway. And like, I just don't have a lot of time for myself. Like, like for me personally, I'm trying to learn more system design stuff because that's my interest. And I find that I do a lot of my system design stuff at 9.30 at night when I'm trying to get Oof. to bed at 10, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like struggling through it. And I, I you know, I, I keep up the habit. I'm doing it, but, you know, I don't feel like I'm retaining anything, but at the very least I'm keeping up the habit. But, you know, like... It, it's that's wasted in my opinion or potentially right because i don't retain anything so definitely just like you know i don't have the time to do this you know please yeah, it's, you, it's, you're gonna have to figure that out <laughs> this is the fine art of making making time which is fantastic okay so yeah so first of all uh i i in i had i got a little bit better about this over the past two years uh so you must have an app in your in your in your phone that you can just dump notes to yourself um, it's, it's it must be offline first. Uh, it must sync everywhere, and you must you must trust it like kind of completely, right? So for me, it's my second brain system, uh, which I use Obsidian for, 
it syncs to GitHub. So I know if I if I ever lose it, if you know if anything any data ever, ever corrupts, I can just go to GitHub. Um, and I, I I think you can use Notion for that. You can use uh, Things. You can use Apple Notes. It doesn't really matter. There was this meme actually uh, this week. Uh, you, you saw that meme, right? Uh, the Apple Notes meme. It's like you know the 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 tools for thought people. You start on with the low IQ people using Apple Notes, and then the mid IQ people start using like. I don't know, Rome Research and Obsidian. Uh, and... Also, also things. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then the, the really high IQ people just back to using Apple Notes again. Uh, I think that that kind of makes sense uh, for sure. Jack Dorsey talks about his to do list, and he keeps it in Apple Notes. And if that guy can can uh, you know run his life on Apple Notes, why can't you? Uh, <laughs> so. I mean, like, not that I hold him up to be like the paragon of, you know, of hu human being, but you can't deny that he's been successful. Right, um, right. He has a he has a don't do uh, and don't list. Uh, I feel like I clipped this before, but uh, I'm really gonna have trouble um, pulling it up because I clipped this a long time ago. Maybe I'll just Jack Dorsey. Maybe I'll. Oh no, I don't have that. Uh, Jack Dorsey, do don't list. Um, yeah, won't do list. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just just Google uh, Jack Dorsey won't do list. He talks about this in 2018, um, and I just thought like it's just fantastic. Oh, here's this. Here he says, okay, it's Apple Notes. Oh my god. Okay, he says today do meditate, work out, tweet a question, read, write, consider, follow up. Won't do alcohol. Just uh, you know, uh, decide on. He just like has a list of like. Stuff that he just won't do, and uh, you know, it looks like he's so uh, he's just always every single day he just wants to not do alcohol, and I think that's that's a super useful question. And then for uh, and then he he follows his he finishes out his day with daily questions: What truth did I discover? What am I grateful for? And who did I help? Um, I, I this reminds me of actually like Benjamin Franklin. Like at the end of his day, he would talk about like what good I what good did I do in my day today? You know, like how did I benefit humanity? Uh, and I think like having that reflection and consciously living towards some small set of, pur uh, of purposeful goals like really helps to align yourself. I definitely agree. Like as as you were say as you were saying all of that, the first thing that kind of rung rung to me was Atomic Habits and how um, one of the stories that the the, the author told was uh, James Clear. One of the stories that he told was how he had a friend who was trying to lose weight, and one of the questions she would ask herself is, "What would a healthy person do?" And that yeah. <laughs> effectively became the guide the the, the guide for her life. Yeah, not necessarily her life, but her, her weight loss goals is that she would just always ask that question and it kind of made it more in uh, made it more of an intrinsic motivator for her. Like I I know in the book he he has like levels of I don't know if it's motivation, but it's kind of like where you want to 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 get the drive to kind of push yourself to do habits. And you you have things as like you know you you your 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 when you have an external motivator is like you want money you want fame or you want, you want something to pull you towards it, and then when you like the the what he's kind of getting at is you should be more intrinsically motivated where it's like you want to be kind of pushed by an idea and then that idea kind of is the the way you think about you you. About, approaching the world in a sense you know like um yeah so 
I, that was like the thing that kind of rang out to me as as you were as you're kind of going through the list. It's also very interesting that he um that that Jack Dorsey takes the time to be grateful. Like I I feel like that's something that we tend to be for, very forgetful about. You know, it's just like a lot of the times we're we're in a very privileged position. You know, like yeah. not to say that everybody is in a great position, but we're a lot of times we're in a very privileged position, and it's just like being grateful for all the things that we already have. You know, while still trying to achieve more. You know, it's just interesting that he has that. Yeah. Um. Have you have I read you uh, my favorite quote on motivation and uh, extrinsic no. intrinsic uh, promises? Okay. Um. Let me let me attach it to the the tweet so that other people can read along um i i read this four years ago and it really has guided a lot of my career choices as well um by then so i've, I've just pinned it up for those following along um and it's from dan pink's drive and he, he calls it extrinsic promises destroy intrinsic motivation um as children we are driven by our inner desires to learn to discover to help others but as we grow we are programmed by society to need extrinsic motivations. We take out the trash, we study hard, we work tirelessly, we'll be rewarded with friendly praise, high grades, and good paychecks. Slowly, we lose more and more of our intrinsic motivation because extrinsic promises destroy intrinsic motivation. And I'm just like, wow. Um, yeah, like how much do I not, how much do I do anymore or don't do because no one's paying me to do it, so I don't do it. And like, you know, and how different is that from, from kids who are like, yeah, this looks fun, let's just go do it. Let's just try it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's... To be honest with you, I would even go as far as to say that, like, the way I kind of do everything is... I guess it's kind of chasing that original kind of ideal of, like, this is just something I'm interested in doing. And I'm just, like, I'm just trying to put position my life, in a in a place where it's, like, I can kind of get back to maybe not necessarily reacting, like, oh, this is interesting. I want to attempt this, you know, but I have all of these other things I have to do. You know, I have all of these other responsibilities or just things that I said that, I, well, I guess responsibilities. Um, so it's just trying to kind of getting back to that. But yeah, it's really, man, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, did we talk about what keeps you changed? So we're going back to questions on Slido. Uh, let's let's uh, kind of finish these out. There's, there's three more questions. What keeps you from changing focus too quickly? Did we talk about that? Um, oh yes, that was like one of the ADD. first things we talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool, it's cool. If anyone has uh, has follow up questions, obviously feel free to chat. Uh, let's go some more. Uh, can you share some examples of how you specifically implement operating schedule uh, OS scheduling concepts into how you design your week, events, tasks, thinking, and doing? Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, I think we talked a little bit about uh, the the planning phase. Um, for if you so, I listened to the Manager Tools podcast. And I listen to Cal Newport's podcast. And mostly you want to do your planning on uh, Monday morning. Uh, you want to plan the week out, right? Um, and part of that is going to be determined for you. You have weekly standing meetings. Try to have one-on-ones earlier in the week. And then towards the end of the week, try to do uh, what, I call a 15, what they call a 15-5 write-up, which is essentially sum up the week in 15 minutes uh, so that you yourself or your manager can look back and track like what you know your, your progress and and um how you how you think your week ran uh you know we have a limited amount of these things you know um and and i think it's it's incumbent upon us to not let every week go by business as usual going feeling three out of five instead of like a four out of five or five out of five like you wake up too many times in the same day in, in, in the same week and are not excited about what you're doing then we need to start changing that right um so i think uh for me that that is 
uh, one thing that I, that I'm particularly working on right now. In terms of operating scheduling, operating schedule concepts, um, it's very much the queue thing, right? Like, so I tweeted out uh, earlier. It's pinned up here on on, on the tweet uh, stream, but having those task uh, boards are basically which are basically task queues is exactly how an operating system would, would, would work. And you need some sort of scheduling algorithm to prioritize them and take them off of task queues into your short-term task list, which is uh, the, the, the linear sequential list of things you're going to do throughout your day. Every, every single one of us has 24 hours. Uh, we hopefully work eight, I don't know, eight to 10 hours a day. Uh, and that's all we have, right? So we have to make the most of, of what we do there. So um, the way that we translate task lists to our calendar is essentially the scheduling problem. And I think that, it, you know, the, the whole analogy of, you know, what is an operating system but a general way to run a bunch of applications and, and ap applications generate tasks and um, we're running those tasks on limited hardware. Um, that is that hardware is our bodies, is our time. Um, so it, it's an optimization problem. We've studied this algorithm extensively in operating systems. It's time to apply it to our own time. <laughs> so i have a quick question like yeah. what happens when you have like say for instance i guess an emergency you know yeah. like a task comes out of nowhere it quote unquote needs to get done um i guess now that i'm thinking about it, as literally as i was talking about it i, I was reminded of um one of gregory's um tweets that he Gerge. mentioned Gerge. He's Hungarian. Gerge. thank you thank you so much i've had no idea how to pronounce it i know <laughs> uh, Gerge. Yeah, Gerge, uh, one of his... his try his, try his last name if you want to challenge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass myself. But yeah, uh, one, of, one of his tweets that he mentioned as, a, as an engineering manager, which is essentially, you know, everybody comes and says, oh, we need to get this task done right now. I go too much into it because I actually still want to ask the question. But like, how do you, you know, yeah, how do you, uh, how have you kind of dealt with the the you know the reactionary tasks that come up like what wh how do you how have you sorted that out okay when emergencies happen right um first of all like i don't know i don't feel like i have that many emergencies um so maybe i'm not that experienced if, if anyone else has more experience or advice uh, please jump in uh jay you're always a, a a good uh in our in our sessions you're always a good source of advice and wisdom so i feel free to jump in on that one um I think most things are movable. Um, and if you just tell people in a very reasonable tone, like, hey, we had this uh, prior commitment, but this other thing came up and here's why I have to drop you, uh, they will understand. I think uh, the, the fortunate thing about being in knowledge work is that usually not a firm deadline that you cannot move uh, for, for valid reasons. I think just having clear communication and knowing what commitments you've made, being able to ping back, uh, essentially like have a webhook on your commitments and say like, hey, like I got to drop you. I, I, you know, I got this other thing going on. Um, I think that's the fine way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is like, like you have to have, you also have to kind of have that level of, tr I, I don't know, because I feel like I have the, I have the opposite effect where it's yeah. just like, hey, you know, I, 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 I have something really important I need to do. And then the person's like, yeah, I'm the most important thing. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> you know, but like, I'll, I'll think say it's... one thing. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, sorry. Um, having Slack is really good, right? You don't want to run at 100% utilization. Just like, just like any, any, um, any cloud service, any, um, I don't know, cluster of uh, any, any data center. It, it's actually a bad idea to run, uh, try to run your 
uh, your, app, your applications or your, or your server cluster at 100% utilization at base load. Um, you want to have some slack. You want to maybe run at 60% so that when spikes happen, you have the, the, the ability to absorb at least a little bit of emergency workload. Um, so I, I do think that's true. Um, that's obviously not what you want to hear as an employer <laughs> to have your people slacking around for some time. Uh, but I do think like if you are a knowledge worker, if you're a creative worker in particular, um, we should work like lions instead of cows, right? We should, we should sprint, we should hunt, and then we should laze around uh, waiting for the next big hit. Whereas for cows, you know, you're just constantly grazing. Um, and so we're not factory workers. We're not, you know, we're not on an assembly line. Um, humans have, you know, hot streaks and cold streaks, and hopefully we just have, you know, better hot streaks than we have cold streaks. But um, I do think that some amount of slack is important. So I'm, I, I'm not to derail the entire conversation, but when you said Slack, I was literally like, oh, wow. You know, like Slack, the application? Uh, I'm sorry, I just had to make that joke. <laughs> but uh, Kathy uh, Sierra said something. Yeah, Jay. Uh, hey, this is Jay. Uh, uh, let, me, similar, let, me right? let, me, let me introduce Jay. Jay, Jay is one of the... the uh, I don't know what he's doing in, in our in our community, but like he's one of like by far way more experienced than any one of us in in software. Uh, and and he's yeah he's one of the biggest sources of advice. So I'm super happy to be here, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I I learned I, I learned a ton from this uh, uh, from the uh, coding career uh, meetup, and I, I'm loving I love that it's uh, I, I've learned a ton. So it's that is it's uh, I think it's I've learned more than what I've shared for sure. Uh, so on, on the on the topic that you're mentioning about um, you know that we'll have to uh, be like lions, Kathy Sierra sort of uh, I think it's in somewhere like you know she's published a long a while ago. Uh, she said only in in the tech industry you are expected to. Uh, so if you, if you are in medicine, you get to practice like you, what you do is called a practice, right? So you and even if you do carpentry or anything. There's always throwaway work. You practice, you train for a bit, and then you do something new, right? But only in our industry, we expect to you pick up a new tool and deploy that to production, like without without any gap for without any allowance for throwing things away, right? Like there is there's just now um, we are we are not allowed, or, or at least it's just been culturally not uh, common for us to for for a company to allow us to experiment and throw things away, like. If you start with a new tool, it needs to be, uh, you, you have to take it to production. And maybe a lot of our pain, uh, problems are because of not allowing for throwing things away, to work away. Right? Um, but, but, and, and she says that in, in medicine, literally what they do is called practice. Like, uh, but not, that's not the case in ours. Uh, so there has to be a lot of learning. Like, and, and I think when, like, when you say lions, it's like, you you learn you compress all your learning digest it and then when you're ready to pounce you're you know what exactly you're doing and and um, it's the output is professional and at least in real world when I, the work that I've seen um, that we have done that, that when we pick on pick up new technologies and so on is it's usually we implement it wrong the first version that goes out is and it hurts customers and whatnot right and I, um, so yeah, when 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 I heard the lion thought like that's that's what came to me. What Kathy Sierra said, you need to practice well, more. Yeah. Is that a is, is so Kathy Sierra left the tech scene before I joined? Okay. Uh, she was harassed off of the tech scene, I think. Yeah. Um, 
is that a book? How do you come across her work? She, uh, she had a high, uh, head rush. I think her blog name rush. Head first. Head rush. Let me look up. She used to write the head first books. That's how I know her. Yeah, that that is she. Wrote, she wrote a blog on headrush.typepad.com. It it was one of the first blogs I read when I bought my computer. So it's wow. not it's not online anymore. Uh, typepad. No, I found it. I found it. Oh yeah, headrush.typepad. Yeah, that's how it's. Uh, uh, it's still online. That's great. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 a wealth of information. Um, Probably should tweet it and 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 so we can yeah. post it up here as well. I, I'm adding it to my thread. So if anyone's following along, uh, there is pin tweets at the top of the space, and I've just been taking notes, uh, just because what because I I love show notes. You know, I love giving homework. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that. Right. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, Kathy. The other thing that you know that Kathy is famous for is the fire flower, right? The um, there's the there's the picture of the Mario, there's a picture of the Fire Flower, and then there's a picture of Fire Mario. Yeah. And most vendors or most uh, entrepreneurs try to sell the Fire Flower when actually users want to be the Fire Mario. Right. And and I don't know. I I, I really miss her. Like it, it, she she was one of those uh, who mixes uh, who um, I think her her most recent book was is called Badass. Um, yeah. And. Uh, I, I, that, that's that's her jam. Like she she really care, uh, thinks about how to deliver something, like how, how creating an impact on the person who is consume uh, who is using work. Like and her advice is around for creators how to make impactful work, uh, how, how to do impactful work. Um, so and awesome. I, yeah, it's, it's, I think anyone who has if if you have not heard it, like I'm sure a lot of people here have never heard yeah. Heard like yeah i mean it looks like she stopped blogging in 2007 so this is a long while ago yeah she she was uh, she was doxxed and someone harassed her yeah um, yeah, yeah and she had to leave the set leave the scene and yeah i wish we couldn't have her back <laughs> yeah same same here <laughs> yeah. um but maybe uh maybe I'll, I'll request this from you jay um because you you're very familiar with her her work mm-hmm. uh i love a thread of the best of kathy sierra you know just write that. Is he still here? He's just dropped out. Uh, Twitter spaces being Twitter spaces. Oh man! Oh man! I just I, <laughs> I just made a big ass to him, and then he dropped out. Oh, uh, I mean, the space oh. is recorded, so oh. if push comes to shove, we can just. Oh, you're still yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, I was a just. I was... hack. I had a time limit on my iPhone for one hour for Twitter, and uh, <laughs> same as me. Anyway, uh, yes. Um, no, so uh, no. I was I was basically asking you since you're the Kathy Sierra expert, can you do a best of Kathy Sierra so that other people can benefit? Uh, I, yeah, I, I will definitely write one uh, for sure. And... Just do a Twitter thread. Just go like here's here's like top five things you need to yes. read. That's right. it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. See, content idea, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's really not that hard. Like people are interested in like superlatives, yeah. like best of, worst of, first time, last right. time, whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, there are other folks who are also close to her. Maybe they even know her personally. Ryan Singer, who used to be at Basecamp. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wait, is he no longer at Basecamp? He's no longer at Basecamp. What After happened? the full uh, a year ago. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He I thought he was one of those. Thought, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So he uh, he's no longer at Basecamp. Yeah. Yeah. He he also speaks very highly of her. Like in his work, he cites her. Cool. Well, you can do you can do uh, the yeah. same. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, 
cool, cool, cool. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so I actually wanted to ask, I mean, I think this is one of the one of the other last questions um was uh how do you manage emails? Do you have something like case screener or something like that? I guess kind of wanted to put, point that out there. Oh, oh man. Can yeah. I just say I paid the $99 for Hay and it was very disappointing. It's supposed to be fast. It's supposed to be like a new invention of email or whatever and it was so slow. Every key press took like a, a, a second to resolve. I don't know what people's experiences were here, but I was in Singapore at the time and it just didn't have Singapore servers or something, but it was just unacceptably slow. But the screener I thought was interesting. Um, I, I think it's over, maybe over-optimized for screening things out. Um, I use Superhuman. Uh, I've just canceled it because uh, I think Superhuman, the, the thing about Superhuman is it's fantastic local uh, productivity with shortcuts and offline syncing, right? Like that is, th that is what you want for the fastest possible interaction with your email. Uh, and you've got nice scheduling. They've got nice, um, you know, learning curve as well as uh, they, they'll sort of reward you for reaching inbox zero. One thing that they suck at, which I need, is filters. To so set up filters to say like, all right, all these, all these, all these uh, patterns of email that come in, I want to go and tag them here, archive them, delete them, do whatever, right? Uh, and they haven't implemented that in four years of existence. So I've just, I got tired of waiting and paying, you know, $300 a year for this one missing functionality and I'm going back to Gmail. <laughs> how, oh, so how do you, uh, I guess, have, how long have you been using Gmail? Um, I guess, uh, how long have you been since you've returned to Gmail? Because I kind of want to pick your brain on some of the stuff that you do with Gmail now. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I never really left, but I, I guess I'm, I'm back on Gmail now. Yeah, uh, not, not too long, like, uh, like uh, a few weeks. I, I've like I, I've given Superhuman a try twice. Um, one once was when my employer paid for it, and then two on my own. Uh, but like I, it just like I need filters. I need to be able to easily set up filters and everything else. Like I, the keyboard shortcuts you can get in Gmail as well. Like I just I didn't I didn't can justify like paying three hundred something for, you know, slightly faster email. No, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know. I feel. I feel kind of left out of the loop because I'm just mostly like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. Like more recently, I've been getting a, a, a ton of like work emails because like I get like a lot of notifications from, from GitHub and like it was ridiculously. Oh. Just... No, don't, don't, don't get, yeah. Leave you, leave your GitHub notifications outside of email. Just, you know, leave it inside of GitHub and then, you know, check it whenever you're, you're doing code stuff, but otherwise don't. I think those GitHub was the first thing, you know, one of the first uh, notification streams I turned off. Um, I'll say, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, make extensive use of filters. Um, uh, snippets are really useful. Um, like, just making have like pre baked replies to, to everything. Uh, instant intros can help a little bit. Um, and that's when you BCC some, you know, you take someone off the BCC and then you sort of promote up uh, the, two, the two list. Mm -hmm. All those things mm -hmm. like having memorizing the, the keyboard shortcuts, like everyone's working on some version of that. I think there's a uh, the, the there's some former Gmail engineers who spun out and are making a, you know their own take or, on like what a better Gmail could look like. I think it's called Shortcut. Um, I haven't tried. I haven't like I've, I have it mentally on my list to try them. Um, yeah, I mean like base Gmail is fine. Just like you know use filters wisely. Use. Um, snippets and, and i think you're and, and use this use the keyboard shortcuts hmm. 
Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll give that a shot. Like, I just haven't really, I guess I haven't thought about optimizing my 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 email because it's always been like, oh, this one email is actually useful. Everything else is garbage. <laughs> you know, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I, I think that's it for the questions. Uh, this is great first session, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great turnout. Uh, by the way, really appreciate everybody for coming out and and kind of taking in everything really appreciate that thank you so much especially well i guess it wasn't necessarily short but yeah just we want gave, to appreciate like, no notice. yeah so essentially you know for the past like four five six months we've been doing private meetings in the in the in the community uh because it's a book club uh, so we're just talking about the book but now i think we're just trying to open it up to more like other topics. Uh, this first one, I think, you know, is just the, the most interesting topic uh, at the top of Chad's mind. Chad is, by, by the way, uh, Chad Stewart is in the room. If you want to, if you want to <laughs> check him out, uh, go check him out. He's, he's been hosting. Um, but yeah, I think we'll just do this weekly and same time every week, I guess. If you want to move it around, we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess we could just kind of take topics from the book, but I, you know, we can be very reactionary to like things that are going yeah. on. Uh, yes. and talk about that um, oh yeah we can talk about news i love talking about news uh i think i think that's something that's that was missing from it like people are excited about news you know like they want to they want to hear like they don't want to hear like thousand year old advice that is still relevant today no 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 they want to hear like the thing the thing that just happened yesterday that uh will be gone tomorrow but you know everyone everyone's talking about it <laughs> water <Yeah>. topics <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like one of the things that I actually found really interesting was the the video that you made um, about Bun and Dino. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to talk about it that? took me a while to watch all of it, but oh, I, I really enjoyed it. No, no, no. It's my I have like like I, I get a bunch of things and then I pile them on all, all into my like browser and yeah. then I have to pick like a day to like okay I need to read all of these or I'm gonna just delete them and you know like. I ended up finishing it yesterday and I was just like, you know, it's it's just really interesting because I, I tend to not necessarily get like that kind of news, to be quite honest with you, where, you know, you have that like super in-depth talk about about two technologies. I just don't get that very often. But but I, I found it very interesting. Which is, which is funny, right? So, you know, so, okay, the, the impetus for me is this, right? Like, uh, I knew that um, there's a lot of interest in Bun um, and I knew... I had met, I, I knew enough of Bun, both Bun and Dino that no one else had really done a comparison talk. Um, and I knew that, uh, you know, if I did this, I would be the first to do it. So I just went ahead and did it. And the, the, the tricky thing is to present both sides fairly in a way that they would agree with. Um, mm -hmm. and, and both sides were, were happy with it. I know that both Jared and, uh, and Ryan uh, both watched it and gave me feedback. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a skill. I think more people should try it. Um, and it's, and it's timely, right? That's the other thing. Like now is when bun and people are interested in bun, uh, three months from now, people will just be like, Oh, what's, where's, what's, what's going on there? Like, you know, uh, the excitement will, will die down and we'll be, we'll be moving on to the next thing. Uh, but I think some, some amount of sort of timely action is, is useful. Uh, but I also think like you can kind of train yourself, you know, as, as a conference speaker or whatever, like I kind of used to wait until I had a conference event to like come up with a talk and then deliver that talk. But I'm just like, why not, why not just do one per week on YouTube? That's a, that's a YouTube video. <laughs> but you can yeah. That's effectively what it is, right? Like, 
<laughs> you know, especially like lightning talks, right? Like the five oh, minute yeah, talks. Man. Those are effectively YouTube videos. Oh man, those yeah, exactly. Like, but the, you know, the thing is, like, the production call, the minimum production quality on YouTube is so high that people are scared off. They're like, oh man, I gotta pay an editor like four hundred bucks to go like put together this video, and it's gonna get I don't know twenty views, and like, what the hell is the ROI on that? Um, so people don't do it, but like, uh, I I don't know. Like, I think some amount of like putting in the reps helps and then getting some hits early on and then putting in some investment um to build your own personal media following i think that can work i think there, there's some formats where the cost to you know outcome ratio is beneficial you just have to find it yeah i i think definitely also that like people kind of go into youtube thinking oh i'm going to i'm going to make it big whatever make it big is to uh, them. yeah exactly <laughs> you know and they're just like and then you know they find that after a couple of videos you know it just doesn't it, it, it's not working out so they they find the next thing to dream about you know it's like, I'm, I'm gonna let you know to be quite honest i've i've done the same like i i have a youtube channel i did a few videos and i was super low effort i was just like i have something i want to talk about because that's kind of like who who i am i just want to talk about stuff right so yeah but I, it was like super low effort like i just turned on the camera and then i just you know i just talked about a topic that i i found interesting and i put it on youtube but then it just it, it you know like i guess it's the same thing of like man i'm not getting the i'm not getting the hundred views or the thousand views and then you know you just end up <laughs> finding <laughs> something else to do <laughs> Um, so I kind of wanted to also point this out. Um, Nick has been posting a few things in the, the oh. thread about the about um about the space, and one of the things he mentioned was that he spoke with some with somebody from the Deno team. Oh, Luca, yeah, had yeah. A, yeah, he has it on YouTube. So I'd probably, you know, let me post it on the Jumbotron just the in case Jumbotron. anybody else is interested. Is that what it's called? Well, I don't think it has an official name, but, you know, people <laughs> came up with the Jumbotron. And to be quite honest, that's the funniest thing that I think I can think of. So I'm yeah. calling it that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Learning in public. That's all it is. That's the game. It's a long, It's an infinite game. It's a long one, but uh, it's really it's really changed my career. <laughs> yeah, it's really changed, yeah. It's changed a lot of careers. Yeah, what what is it called? Um, uh, Simon Senek is uh, one that talks about it all the time. The infinite game, you know, that's what you try to play. You you don't try to you don't try to play a game that you're trying right. to win. You just try exactly. to exist in the game as long as you can. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and to build relationships with, with others also playing that game. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's really it. Um, cool, perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, get, see you next week. Thanks for everything. Thanks everyone for joining. Um, and hopefully we'll publish this audio somewhere. Um, I'm gonna go clip it. I, I have a I have the top ranking post I think on how to download Twitter Spaces. <laughs> hey, please please let wait, me wait, know. let me let me verify this because I may have been knocked off because there's there's now a dedicated SaaS that did it and they start they came into my uh, my comments and um, uh, oh no I'm I'm number two now Business Insider beat me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So most of the advice is how to download Twitter Space audio that is yours, that is the recording that you made. Mine is how to download Twitter Spaces that aren't yours. So if you listen to something, you really liked it, you, you want to clip it, you want to refer it to some somewhere, but you don't own it. There's a there's a there's an undocumented API that someone else has figured out. 
and I just documented the CLI commands around it. So I have all these like non-technical people saying like, how do I download Git? Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> coming in, but I I just think like you know this is a fantastic SEO thing because when you know that like something is new, Twitter Spaces is fairly new, and like there's a hole in the universe, and you go fill that hole, Google will send people your way. So I I knew that this is gonna happen, and uh yeah, I mean I think it ran it ran pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there. I know somebody made a, a a Twitter bot that specifically downloaded Twitter Spaces, and then it would do the formatting, so it would spit out like an MP3 or something. Where because like if you download the actual raw data, you get a TS file, which I have a bunch of them on my machine, and I only recently found out that I can't just I can't just listen through all of them for whatever reason. Like so, I have all the data there, but either way, um, yeah. cool. Yeah, all right. Well, this is run long, but thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week. All right. All right. You have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. See you guys. <laughs>